The Polynesian Voyaging Society's first-ever woman captain and navigator, Lehua Kamalu, and her team have successfully completed the first leg of their Kealai Kahiki voyage from Hawaii to Tahiti. The voyage involved the two Polynesian voyaging canoes, Hokulea and Hikinalia, with the focus of the voyage being on navigational training and cultural protocol to prepare the crew and test the canoes before they embark on the Moana Nuiakea voyage next year. While in French Polynesia this week, voyaging leaders are also participating in the Blue Climate Summit, a high-level meeting to discuss ocean protection and climate change. Lehua Kamalu joins me now. Nisan Bolivinaka and welcome on Pacific Waves. Aloha, yes. Olehua koinoa, olehua kamalu koinoa piha, My name is Lehua and I served as the captain and navigator aboard the Wa'akaulua Hokulea uh, from our voyage from Hawaii to Tahiti, uh, just completed this past Saturday. <laughs> and I understand you're the first woman captain for, for such a voyage. What an achievement. First, first woman captain navigator. It's a very fascinating role uh, in that it there's so much going on. Uh, and I think historically, we think of that role as being one in in the last many years since the revival of this voyaging practice and since Hokulea's birth, I think we've been relearning how to do all the different roles that it takes to actually sail and navigate and successfully complete a voyage. And so in that space, navigation and, and captain have actually been held as separate roles oftentimes. I think the only ones that have actually uh, filled that role, that dual role, have been Nainoa or Kalepa or Onohi and Shorty and Bruce Blankenfeld. Um, these are our pole navigators here in Hawaii. And uh, it's it's because it's hard. <laughs> there's there's a lot going on there. You know, one part of it, I'd say, is more focused on making sure the va'a and the canoe and the crew are, are well or cared for or knowing what they need to do and, and how to operate the vessel. And then there's the navigation, which is really paying attention to what's going on completely surrounding the va'a, what's in the sky, what's going on with the ocean um, and getting you from point A to point B. So and putting those together and trying not to, you know, lose too many, too many brain cells and too, too many hours of sleep. Uh, it is a sleepless task, uh, notably, but uh, there's, a, there's a good motivation. There's an island at the end of it. <laughs> you, you're basically the real life Moana. I, I'm, 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 <laughs> with all, without all the good songs, I just sing like terrible <laughs> songs or I make them up in my head. I'm sure the crew are well uh, tired of my uh, random <laughs> mumblings and humming and trying to stay awake and I'm sure you I'm sure you're being I'm sure you're being modest but in terms of <laughs> in terms of the, the message for for this journey in particular what is the messaging here this voyage it's interesting this will be the eighth voyage that Hokulea has taken along this pathway you know and it truly is uh, an ocean road an ocean um, you can call it a highway that connects Hawaii and Tahiti. Uh, we call it Kealai Kahiki, and there are many notable places in Hawaii that carry that name as well. When we talk about it in reference to this almost natural way that somehow the geography, the weather, the stars, they perfectly align right during the season, right in this space uh, from all the way up in 19 and a half north when we left in Hilo all the way down to 18 south in Tahiti 
um, where everything comes together to give you all the ingredients to make a voyage like this on one of these canoes. And, you know, they are unique. They sail in a very specific way, uh, yet somehow it opens up to you right then. And it, and it is very natural um, journey and path that I imagine many people have taken for hundreds of years. Um, and I think we were bringing our attention back to that in this voyage. We'd actually intended to do it back in 2020, uh, postponed for very obvious reasons. And always trying to think of when that, uh, it felt like it was never going to come actually during 2020, 2021, trying to maintain our focus on what that voyage is, what it's meant to be. You know, those times of lockdown were a little bit of a struggle to think about, maybe not the relevance of it. I don't think I've ever questioned that, but how how can we go back to doing what we're doing when we're in the state that we're in there was it was a time where i was like are we ever going to do this voyage <laughs> are we ever going to get back out there and i think it was actually perfect that what it does is it takes us back to our ancestral homeland to kahiki uh to tahiti in a way that recenters us i think so for so many and certainly for me um, it, it did feel a bit lost at times uh, when you were looking for direction in the pandemic, we were trying to figure out what the course of lives were going to be. You know, so many things were changing, health, jobs, money, all the challenges of daily life. And, and it does affect, you know, how you think about voyaging and what message you bring. And so it, I think it had a very personal meaning of returning to someplace that centers us around what's important, where we come from. Tapu Tapu Atea especially, which is where we're actually headed next week, um, is considered sort of that navigational, that power center. And I think it's a place to remind us of our power, of our direction, of the way we've been able to find that for centuries. And we'll continue to do so despite what, you know, may temporarily be happening during this period um, of time on the planet. So I, I think somehow it worked out that it was more appropriate to go now than, than back then and that we needed that reminder. And also this, I think, opens us up to continuing the voyaging, almost like a bit of a, a, bit of a baptism uh, <laughs> into the next, the next chapter. We are coming up on almost 50 years since Hokulea's maiden voyage in 1976. Um, this will be 46 years since then. And uh, so many of the, the crew that are sailing the canoes are new faces, are young faces. We are two, three, four generations down now. But in terms of leadership, we've always had very strong leadership uh, from back in the 70s and the 80s. And it does feel like this chapter is coming of looking at where voyaging goes into the future. Um, what voyages do we need to take? How do we go about them? Do we have the skills? Do we have the right na'au? Do we have the right spirit and the right... Um, the right way to remember where we came from to do these things. So, uh, <laughs> so many ideas wrapped into one voyage and you have a lot of time to think about these when you're out there. There's, of course, there's no TV, there's no traffic, there's no you know, work work, I suppose. Um, there's just you and, and really being with your thoughts and being with why we're doing this. And certainly we are getting ready for another big voyage coming up next year called Moana Nuiakea, which is celebrating this, this whole ocean space we are in the Pacific. Uh, and I feel like certainly after this this part of the journey, we still have one more to go to get back home. Um, everyone's feeling very positive, um, sort of revitalized and, and feeling like we're back out there again, you know, that there is this thing to look forward to. If anything, I think Hokulea has always been a symbol of light and inspiration and direction for the future. So sorry, that was the long answer. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, um, as with most of your voyages, you're arriving into Tahiti um, at the beginning of a very important conversation about our oceans, about conservation. Tell us a bit about that. Yes. And the conversation about oceans is one that has been growing and growing for as long as I've been part of voyaging. This is now my 12th year um, having the opportunity to sail with these canoes, with Hokulea, with Hikianalia, to take these long voyages. And with each one, I find our crew, our leadership, our community sort of digging deeper and deeper into what our role, what our kuleana is and our responsibility uh, to that environmental space that we live in, to the ocean, to our you know, personal connections to them, but to really making a statement about what we're going to do, how we're going to direct the future of it, how, uh, you know, the way we talk about it, the way that we take care of it is going to affect this ocean for future generations. When we're out on the ocean, I suppose you could say uh, that, that, you know, we, I think everyone in the Pacific calls the ocean home. And certainly when you're on a very tiny island, the size of a canoe, uh, it definitely is, and that is your whole world and your whole space. Uh, I feel with this conversation about uh, the Blue Climate uh, Summit, talking about what our commitments are around the world to take care of this ocean, uh, we have a voice in that as well as voyagers, as navigators, as captains, not just a voice, but a role to play, you know, real work to do uh, to make sure that this ocean is going to have all the wonderful things that I just got to enjoy all of the the weather systems and the birds and the fish that feed us. These are things that we are genuinely hoping and working towards keeping because if, you know, 50 years from now, they try to navigate this voyage and the weather's different or, you know, the fish aren't there or the birds have disappeared. Um, there is no navigation, there's no canoe. And, and that's such a core part of, I think, the identity of our communities that, that role that leadership within the voyaging community plays and, and that this ocean community plays in the global conversation is critical. Thank you so much. I guess um, my listeners will probably kill me if I don't ask about <laughs> the, 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 the techniques and, and what goes into making such a voyage, but also when you're out there, as you say, alone in your thoughts, like, what is that like, I guess, for someone who's never done it? <laughs> what, what, yeah, tell us about what what it's like for you and maybe why you got into it. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I feel like I, I don't really think about anything what I'm doing. I, like someone will ask me, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm like, I'm thinking nothing, I suppose, is my usual answer. But I guess to explain that more, I think it's that you are you have to be totally focused on what you're doing. Uh, there are so many things that can draw your attention away from observing something, particularly when you're sharing the role of being the captain and navigator. It's, it's that overall picture of what's happening, of where you are in the ocean, of what's happening all around you. Uh, so I know sometimes like a, a conversation is difficult because you will be totally focused beyond what's happening on the deck. And <laughs> it's like, how do you feel right now? I'm like, I don't know how I feel. I'm just doing, I'm just in the process of doing. And I think it's sort of some part of, for my experience, you prepare for, you know, months and months and months and months getting ready to leave. You're studying, you're making sure the canoe is my kai, it's, it's well cared for, uh, that it's strong, that the crew are ready to go. And for me, it's because once we leave the dock, I need to be completely focused on these other things. And so I, I intentionally am not allowing distractions. I'm not allowing the things that are on land to sort of come back into my memory 
um, I know I'll quote something that Mao said of, of leaving things in the dirt and those can be bad things. For me, it's sort of just everything, everything that can take you away from this one single goal that you have. Nothing else is more important in that moment. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I kind of looked like a space case because I'm just like, la, 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 looking at everything else. But, uh, but it is that focus. And as a, as a navigator, I think I've heard this said by some of our, our pole navigators as well. Um, Aotearoa has amazing navigators and hearing everyone talk about it of, of it is a lone, lonely role. Um, no one else knows what's going on in here. <laughs> Even if you explain it, they're like, okay, never mind. Don't explain what's happening in there. Um, what you're paying attention to. Uh, that you need to have this memory of the entire voyage and, and the decisions you've made along the voyage to make the appropriate corrections to your course or to know what you're looking for next or to decide, do I want the sales to be open bigger or smaller? Uh, and in that way, no one can give you those answers, right? There is always support, like the crew is amazing. Um, and we sail with two canoes. We have Hokulea and we have Hikianalia. Hokulea takes the navigation and Hikianalia has the the hard job of following and, and making sure there's safety around it, uh, making sure that the stories that are happening out here come back home. But you, you yourself are, are alone in those decisions. And uh, when, when you're having a rough time, only you can process that, only you can come to a conclusion of, okay, what choice do I need to make? Am I, you know, do I think I'm too far east? How am I gonna correct this? Uh, your confidence level in what you're deciding each day about your position um, is pretty critical. And so, uh, we talk about navigation in sort of short little chapters, sort of 12 hours, sunrise to sunset, sunset to sunrise. And each one of those sections, you kind of take a little chunk at a time uh, to think about the whole voyage in one long 2,200 mile stretch is, I think, more than, than you can possibly sort of keep track of in your mind. But if you break it down like that, you can say, okay, during these 12 hours, I'm really confident in the direction we made. I'm really confident in the speed that we had. And I feel really good about our position because you'll have days when you don't and when you don't and if you have too many of those days it does start to wear down on you to think okay you know at some point you're going to get to I think too close to the I'm lost phrase and uh, I've been very strictly told you know you you never want to say you're lost you never want to feel doubt in your position because then you really are uh, so you have to maintain that throughout but um so it's more of an internal like struggle with your own confidence and, and realizing you are making the calls and being sure on the calls. And that was, uh, that was some learning. Thankfully, I have wonderful crew and support who are just like, whatever you say, Lehu. I'm like, you guys trust me way too much here. No. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it so much. I think they watch you train. They know, you know, it's been a few years, a few voyages, a lot of listening, a lot of learning, a lot of questions asked. Uh, over a decade now. Uh, so I think that's hopefully why they uh, trust to actually join the voyage when I ask them to come and Hey, you got there. That's amazing. <laughs> you ended up where they you, seemed you okay when we got to land. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lehua Lenahola, Boka Zamaturangami, Lenahola Va Bakalesa Ineetanigamu, Tamasamana Nigamu Pandon Rumia, Inepule Lapa Hawaii. Mahalo to me.